Live, local, and loud. Who are these knuckleheads? Passion. We have no clear star. We can lose anybody and still be as good. Energy. You are obsessed with his mother. I'm a little uncomfortable with how obsessed with his mother you are. And a whole lot of laughs. Oh, crap, all of you. It's live, local, and loud. We have a show on a Marconi award-winning station. This is like playing for the Yankees. Here's Nick Grenowitz and Jerry Daniels. What is up? A Monday edition, live, local, and loud here on WDBO 107.3 FM and AM 580. Orlando's News and Talk. Nikki Football here. Thanks for making my Monday part of your Monday jam-packed on this show. We're going to talk about Dan Mullen's request. Fill the swamp. Don't drain it. Fill that swamp. We're going to get into that. Scott Inez is going to join me. LeBron inching closer to MJ in the annals of NBA history. You can get in touch. 844 844- 225-5580. That's 844-225-5580 on Twitter at GetNickG is where you can find me. And of course, you know how we start every single show. A six-pack of the can't-miss stories from today. Today, the Yingling Six-Pack on live, local, and loud. One. The Jacksonville Jaguars dropped their fourth straight game of the season on Sunday, a 30-14 loss to the Houston Texans. Here's Doug Marone. I think at the end of the day, I mean, you know, you talk about individual guys, um, you know, I'm sure that Gardner wishes, you know, he had some plays back and was able to, you know, you know, make some more plays for us to win. I think whenever you get, you know, those questions and you lost, I mean, um, obviously everyone, you know, including myself, we want to get we want to get more. So I think it's difficult. I think, you know, um, you know, at the end he was throwing there and, um, you know, I think he was, you know, 31 for 44. So, you know, he had two touchdowns, didn't have any interceptions, had the fumble, you know, got hit from behind uh, trying to make a play. So, you know, that's always difficult. So, you know, he's doing everything he can. Um, you know, we just got to, you know, execute better. Jags are 1-4 and four on the season. Uh, you heard Doug Marone kind of talk about Gardner Minshew's day. He had a good individual day if you just go by the numbers, 31-49, 301 yards, the two touchdowns. He did lose a fumble in the entire day. Deshaun Watson was picked off twice, by the way, by that Jags defense, which I know the point total, 30, kind of make, makes you think they didn't play that well. There were a lot of Jags mistakes in this game that led to that defense being on the field longer than it should have been. You've got a Gardner Minshew fumble. You've got a James Robinson fumble on that fourth and one call, which was strange. We're going to talk about that coming up. I didn't get I didn't get that all other than you were terrified of the kicker. Too many mistakes for Jacksonville. Steven Hoshka, who got cut today, I don't know if there is – has there been a worse two-week run for a player? And I know he signs, he's injured, he misses last week's game, then he comes back out this week, he misses both field goals that he tries, including a chip shot at 24-yarder, and Doug Marone was clearly terrified of putting him back out there. So that's why he's no longer with the organization. But James Robinson fumbles the ball on that fourth and one call. You don't even really get a playoff. I'd, I'd rather you at least just ran the ball straight up the gut and tried to go somewhat of strength on strength there. But uh, instead, you kind of go with some weird halfback toss play. So if you go with the James Robinson fumble, the Gardner Minshew fumble, and then Really, one thing people don't do, and if you talk a lot of talk to a lot of people in NFL circles, you should count missed field goals as turnovers too, because they're scoring opportunities that then give the ball back to the other team in usually decent field field position. That's four turnovers. Anytime you lose the turnover battle and you turn it over four times, you should not expect to win. Um, tough one for the Jaguars. They're sliding, and for Houston, first win post Bill O'Brien era. Uh, 
Deshaun Watson talked about playing with more energy and just having more fun out there. Clearly, that organization was ready to move on from Bill O'Brien. I still think it's kind of curious, but I got to say, um, Watson looked decent. Watson looked pretty good. It looked like that offense was humming a little bit more than it has most of the season. Two. Not going to keep it. Prescott breaks the tackle. He picks up a total of nine more. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, oh. You almost got to hope it's a cramp, don't you, if you're a Cowboy fan right there? But, oh, that... That does not look good, Jim. It was not good, Jim. And Tony Romo, CBS play-by-play call of the Cowboys-Giants game. Uh, Dallas Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott suffered a compound fracture and dislocation of his right ankle. It required surgery on Sunday night. They had to cart him off the field. They rushed him to the hospital. The The surgery reportedly successful, and now Dak is done for the season. It's now Andy Dalton time for the Dallas Cowboys, but... I was watching that game semi-live. I was flipping around the channels, watching a little bit of Red Zone, and my buddy texted me and said, hey, you see Dak? And all of a sudden, you know, Twitter just explodes. And you watch it, and, I mean, you hear Tony Romo. That's why he's one of the best in the business on the CBS radio, uh, the CBS television booth, because you can hear all of the emotion that every single fan experiences live in the moment. And you're hoping that Dak Prescott, who bet on himself this year playing under the franchise tag, He's still going to get $31 million, so he's going to be okay. But, you know, he goes down with the injury, and you just feel awful for the kid. And what a moment. Dak goes down. You've got Jason Garrett on the sideline, the former Giant, uh, Cowboys head coach, who's now the Giants OC. He walks out, and he's with Mike McCarthy. They're leaning over him, seeing what's going on. He comes out there to be with Dak. Tony Romo, who you just heard, who handed the reins at the quarterback position of the Dallas Cowboys to Dak Prescott. He's in the booth for CBS. Dak riding off in the cart, tears coming down his face. Uh, I, I mean, it was an awful, awful moment for the Dallas Cowboys and just a heartbreaking moment for a player who's put it all out there and was drafted, you know, in a position where he still has money to make. He's going to make $31 million this year. Now, how will this affect the contract? I don't think at all. And Stephen Jones, the COO of the Dallas Cowboys, already said that he's part of their future. This guy was putting up ridiculous numbers. On track for 6,000 passing yards, nine touchdowns, four interceptions. Dallas's problem is not a quarterback this year. He's been playing at an all-pro level. It's the defense. They give up 34 points to a terrible Giants team. Now, can Andy Dalton get it done? I would kind of lean towards the Eagles in that division right now. But, I mean, the AFC, the NFC least is kind of up for grabs. Three. LeBron James and the L.A. Lakers. We knew this was eventually going to happen. Final seconds here in this NBA season. The respect from those two. And that's it. It's over. This historic 2020 NBA championship belongs to the Los Angeles Lakers. The Lakers conquer the bubble. And banner number 17 will soon hang in the rafters. Fourth title for LeBron. Lakers win their 17th NBA championship, though 12 of them have been as the L.A. franchise. They beat the Heat 106-93, game six of the NBA Finals. Uh, LeBron named the 2020 Finals MVP, which is not just noteworthy, it's important because that's his fourth MVP of his career. He's the first player in NBA history to win the award with three different franchises. Think about that. All the great players. Now, this really, we have officially entered the player empowerment, the player movement era. When you have a player, and that's what we're going, we are going to reflect back on LeBron's career, and it's going to be about player movement. He built really the first super team. I see you 2008 Boston Celtics. I get it. 
Then he goes back to Cleveland, creating another team. Then to the L.A. Lakers. He wins a title and an MVP in the finals with all of those teams. By the way, the fourth finals MVP moves him out of a tie with Magic Johnson, Tim Duncan, and Shaquille O'Neal and into second all-time trailing who? That's right, that guy, Michael Jordan. And the debate between Jordan and LeBron, it's only going to get louder. It's only going to get more intense as LeBron's career goes on because here's the thing, the Lakers are in the catbird seat for it next year as well. It's going to be interesting. Four. It's always a question, who are the Dolphins going to get on Sunday? Fitzmagic or Fitz Tragic? He's one of the all-time Jekyll and Hyde players in NFL history, and this week uh, it was the former, not the latter. They got Fitzmagic and Ryan Fitzpatrick passed for 22 of 28, 350 yards, three touchdowns, zero picks, a 154.5 passer rating. The Dolphins blow out the Niners in San Francisco, 43-17, to and Fitz saw this coming. You know, the vibe throughout practice, even though we, we've lost a few, uh, there's been a lot of confidence and guys have been working. So, you know, this is a, a team that's very resilient. I think we showed that today coming out to the West Coast and playing like we did, but it didn't it didn't surprise us at all. I think this is this was expected for us, and I'm happy with the way, you know, we played on both sides of the ball. Didn't think I'd ever say this, but uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick and John Elway have something in common. This was Fitzpatrick's 12th game with 300-plus yards and 3-plus touchdowns in his career. That now is more than Pro Football Hall of Famer John Elway. Ryan Fitzpatrick has always had this in him. He just doesn't show it week in and week out, and it speaks to the consistency questions with Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's unable to do this more than two to three times a season. If he could do this eight, nine, ten games in a year, and listen, that's 10 of 16, Ryan Fitzpatrick would be a full-blown starter in the National Football League. The problem is he hasn't been able to do that, and where you do get the Fitz Magic games, we all know, sitting out there somewhere waiting, and it's going to be the minute you put money on the Dolphins, I guarantee it, maybe next week. You're going to get Fitz tragic. He's going to come out. He's going to go three interceptions. He's going to complete 25, 30% of his passes or something. It's going to be an ugly game. He's going to turn the ball over four or five times, and the Dolphins aren't going to have a chance to win. Now, speaking of winning, the Dolphins, who we kind of gave up on, they're two and three. And because of the new look NFL schedule, because they had to move the Patriots-Broncos game, they had to close the Patriots facility on Sunday, they now get the New York football Jets at home because of that new remade schedule. And they got a chance now with a win over an 0-5 Jets team to get back to 500, 3-3 through six weeks, and they hit a week seven bye. That's nice. Good for Brian Flores. Who would have expected that even with the new schedule? Flores continues to do a very good job there. And one thing he didn't do, we didn't see Tua. Even in garbage time, Tua Tagovailoa did not get on the field. And they asked Flores about that today. And Flores said, hey, listen, like I didn't see the point. When the kid comes in, he comes in. So he didn't want to at least even kind of just usher him in there at all. That was kind of a surprise to me. Five. Second NFL coach has been fired in the last week. The Atlanta Falcons relieved head coach Dan Quinn and general manager Thomas Dimitrov of their jobs after they started 0-5 for the first time since 1997 after a loss to the Carolina Panthers. Quinn who was in his sixth season, finished his time in Atlanta 43-42. and 42. 500 seems fitting. And since the Super Bowl, up 28-3, everything has been downhill. He posted back-to-back seven and nine seasons heading into this year. We knew this was coming. It was just a matter of when, not if, with Dan Quinn. And that's a really intriguing job. What do they do? Do you go into the tank at 0-5 and get into the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes, which the Giants and Jets are really working on? Or do you run it back with Matt Ryan next year and try to kind of somewhat semi-reboot? That's going to be an interesting question for Rich McKay. 
Six. After an upset loss to number 23 Texas A&M, Florida head coach Dan Mullen said, I don't want to hear about draining the swamp. Fill it. Crowd was certainly a factor in the game. I will certainly say that. I know our governor passed that rule, so certainly, hopefully, the university administration decides to let us pack the swamp for LSU next year. 100%, because that crowd was a major factor in the game. And so I certainly hope our university administration follows the governor. Our governor has passed a rule that we're allowed to pack the swamp. We have 90,000 in the swamp to give us that home field advantage that Texas A&M had today. Yeah, that's Florida head coach Dan Mullen. Uh, Texas A&M definitely had a home field advantage in that game. And I'll tell you where I'm right, and I'll tell you where I'm wrong. I thought Florida was the best team in the SEC going into this weekend, and the offense might be. Uh, the defense, nothing close. Todd Grantham had two weeks to get the defense ready for this game uh, and didn't get it done. And they got thrown on. They got bombed out at Texas A&M. Uh, of course, the fumble really hurt them late in that game. That was the difference. But Texas A&M had a real home field advantage. They claimed the attendance was 24,000. That was the claim. 24,000 people was the claimed attendance for Texas A&M. I want to see the turnstile numbers. Because you look around Kyle Field, which holds a lot. I think it's, I, I mean, a lot, a lot of people. I think I think it's over 100,000. I know it's, I, I think Ann Arbor is the biggest. I think the big house is the biggest, but Texas A&M is right there. It looked a lot more like 50,000 than it did 24,000. I think Texas A&M snuck a, a couple of extra, a couple of extra people in for that one. And it does beg the question, are you willing to pack a couple of extra thousand people in there like Dan Mullen wants in exchange for a competitive advantage. That is the Yingling six-pack, our six-pack of trending stories here on Live Local and Loud. It's brought to you by our friends at Yingling, America's oldest brewery since 1829. Coming up next, we'll get into Dan Mullen's request. We'll talk some college football. Also, Scott and is going to join me a little later in the hour. We're live, local, and loud. Is he talking trash? No, it's just Scott being Scott. It's time for Inez Says. All right, let's get our weekly dose of Inez Says with the guy you all know, of course, the host of WBBO's News at Noon and the Inez Says podcast. He is Scott Inez, and he joins us now here on Live Local and Loud. What's going up, buddy? Another week? This is the week that I have been waiting for for how long have we known each other? Seven, uh, eight seven years? Seven years. Seven, seven years. long years. This is the week. <laughs> Saturday is the big day. Nick E. Football is finally getting hitched. I'm ready for it. Let's Are you get, ready? Let's get it you done. You got your haircut, the whole My thing. Haircut, like, you're ready. Now, is this the week? final haircut prior this to is the it. wedding? Okay, this is it. This is it. All right. So I'll tell the story now because yeah. you and I, I was disappointed that we didn't have the show that we had because this would have been a major topic. But I booked my hair appointment last week, and you know me. You know oh, how I am about you love the quaffing. My normal hairstylist was not available. Oh, my word. I had to have a first-timer. Oh, you're, it looks good, though. It looks, she did a great job. She really did. She did a great job, but I went into this thing where I was like, hey, oh. like, get married. I did, I, 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 I checked every box. Right. Get married Saturday. Right. Kind of a big deal. Yeah. I don't know you. You don't know me. I will drive my car through this place <laughs> if it doesn't look good. It does. It she looks did a great good. Job. She, she really did. did. Yeah. yeah. Well, congratulations. We are, Thank what, you. five days away Saturday. and counting Saturday. Yeah. The weather apparently is supposed to be awesome. Yeah, I saw. Um, I, I prayed to Tom Terry for months now. <laughs> um, I even I even knelt at the altar of Rusty McCraney. Right. So we're, we're, all, we're all good. 76, clear sky, knock on wood. Um, oh, it should be a beautiful backdrop, mount door, <sighs> the whole thing. Greatly Ready. looking forward to it, Nikki Football. And, we're finally here. And I am too. Uh, let's get started here. Yeah. We'll get to your five takeaways from the NFL weekend. But uh, in your... Uh, least favorite NBA final series ever, the Miami Heat and the L.A. Lakers. Uh, Lakers get it done last night. I turned the game off at halftime. Yeah, it was done. It was, yeah. it was It was all but hand the Lario to uh, LeBron. Of course, he yeah. wins his fourth title. 
Uh, fourth Finals MVP too. Yeah. Uh, I know that you watched this series. Your takeaways, I guess, from now LeBron. The the debate today is inching closer to MJ. Yeah, right? he's he's get he's inching closer. I to me, he'll never get there. I know. But in some people's minds, he's inching closer. Um, you can't argue with that. Look, I'm not a big fan of either organization, as you well know, the know. Heat or the LA Lakers. Because the Lakers, in particular, they always seem to dig themselves out of oblivion. Remember last year at about this time, right? I mean, we're all laughing at this organization, right? Magic Johnson goes nuclear, right. and they can't get Anthony Davis at the trade deadline. We're all laughing at the Lakers, and LeBron gets hurt in the whole thing. And here we are, um, the Lakers with their 17th NBA 17th championship. championship. It ties the Boston Celtics for the most. Now, they've only won 12 in L.A. They count five from the Minneapolis, Minneapolis Lakers. Yeah. I don't know if you should do that, but, yeah, yeah it's their 12th in L.A. Look, uh, I have to give this organization its due, even though I can't stand them, because mm. you look at what happened at the beginning of this year, believe it or not. In, in a way, it seems like yesterday. In a way, it seems like three years ago. Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant and, and his daughter and seven others perished in that plane crash. I think it was January 26th, if I'm not mistaken, right before the pandemic hit. And then you go this, through this pandemic um, near the end of the regular season. Uh, to me, this is well-deserved for the L.A. Lakers. And this may be the most well-deserved NBA championship Ever. That's how difficult this season was, not only for the Lakers, but every one of these NBA teams. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Uh, we, we've said for, for the last month, month and a half, this is going to be the toughest title anybody won. And you saw the Lakers. Uh, LeBron, LeBron, I don't think, is a guy that you would associate the killer instinct with, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, that was the Mamba mentality. Yeah. They had the Mamba mentality in Game 6. LeBron came out and he said, okay, yeah. I want to go home. Enough I want to win my yeah. title. Enough. Miami, yeah. this is cute. Goran Dragic is back. He was too injured. Uh, but LeBron, fourth title, and they're going to be in the same position next year. Yeah, LeBron could be staring down the barrel of number five, and then you never know. Yeah, You never know. Yeah, it's, look, it's all about the stars, as we all know. It's all about LeBron James and the NBA Finals. It starts with him. Fourth championship ring, four MVP awards in the finals, sixth player ever to average 25 points, 10 rebounds, five assists in a final mm -hmm. series. Triple-double last night, 11 triple-doubles in his history in terms of the NBA Finals. Um, I'm not a big fan, and I know you're not a big fan no. of LeBron off the court, but on the court, you have to tell it like it is. The man is an absolute maestro. Absolutely. He is a master. Nightmare NBA Finals for Magic fans. Dwight wins a ring, Vogel <laughs> wins a ring, the Lakers win a ring, yeah. and the Miami Heat were in it. Nightmare. <laughs> exactly. Nightmare NBA Finals. Exactly. Uh, let's get to the NFL. Uh, week five is in the books. Yeah. Uh, amazing. We're five weeks into the season. Um there were a few takeaways I had. I, I've I've already ranted about the Mike Zimmer decision last night. It blew my mind yeah. watching that live, but we have the Inez five takeaways. Yeah. Where do you want to start? Well, let's start with um, the Miami Dolphins, shall we? Ryan Fitzpatrick. Are you kidding me? Last week on this show, you and I were both saying, it's time, it's time for he two. Because, I mean, Ryan Fitzpatrick, you know what he's going to do in the first three games of the year. He's going to play well, and then he's going to tail off. Mm -hmm. I'm looking at his numbers from... Yesterday's game at San Francisco, 22 of 28 yeah. for 350, three touchdowns, zero picks. He had a passer rating of 154.5. That's nearly perfect for a journeyman, for a mop-up guy, right? So I was totally wrong last week about the whole Tua thing. Ryan Fitzpatrick had his 12th career game with 300 yards and three touchdowns, which happens to be more than the total of John Elway. 
Yeah, I okay? saw that. I saw that. I, now, now, nobody's comparing Fitzmagic and John Elway, you mind you. You just did, I think. But, but some of the numbers this guy's putting up, it's just for a journeyman quarterback, it's amazing. He is the picture of inconsistency, that's all. Yeah. If he had one thing, and that was consistency, the guy would be a starting quarterback no doubt. in the league. No doubt. And and I, I guarantee you, you talk each and every one of his teammates, his former teammates, they love this dude. They like, do. he's one of them, yeah. even though he went to Harvard. Like, he's mm-hmm. one of them, right? I mean, he'll go end around and, and put his head down for an extra yard or two. So the Dolphins now, look, they're 2-3. and three. They're kind of hanging in there in the AFC East, AFC East, even though Buffalo is undefeated at 4-0. and the Patriots, I don't think the Patriots are running away from anybody this no, year. No, I don't think they will. So, no. look, Miami, hang in there and see what happens. They got Byron Maxwell back, and that means a lot to that defense. They paid a lot of money for him. But, yeah, Ryan Fitzpatrick in a week where we were asking for Tua came out and played big against, it's the Niners B team. Yeah. And we saw Jimmy Garoppolo get benched, too. It's the Niners B team. They're missing a lot of guys. Yeah, they, they were missing, what, all four of their cornerbacks yesterday. Yeah, I mean, they're missing Nick Bosa. Garoppolo goes out Solomon at halftime. Yeah, yeah, I mean, Garoppolo yeah. is on the ankle injury. Yeah. He didn't look right. So, yeah. yeah. All right, let's go to number two here. Yeah. Uh, and that you you mentioned the Minnesota Vikings and and Zimmer's decision last Asinine. night. Uh, yeah, Asinine. it was. But let's look on the other side of the equation. Russell Wilson. I, and dude, that's why you kicked the field goal, <laughs> yes, Mike. Yes, please kick the field goal because you know what this guy is going to do. I watched most of this game and I watched all the first half. The Seattle offense was being dominated. Minnesota mauled them in the first totally, half. Totally. I've never seen a Russell Wilson offense that totally manhandled by a defense, but that's exactly what the Purple People Ears did in the first yeah. half. Second half was a totally different thing. But Russell Wilson, he keeps winning football games that he should not be winning. The minute they didn't get that fourth down, you knew Seattle was winning. Exactly. Game, right? yeah. And he leads them, what, 90-plus yards in the yards. final? 94 yards in the final drive. They went with 20 seconds to go. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. Russell Wilson keeps doing it. He is the early season MVP. There's no question about it. Yeah, I said it earlier. Just don't tell me about the math. And I'm watching the game, and Michaels and Collinsworth are telling me, oh, well, you get 6% if you get it here or whatever. Yeah. And it's zero. You know, and I'm, I'm looking at it, and it's like, yeah, yeah, I understand. But yeah. I'm going to make Russell Wilson go 75 Kick yards, it. score the touchdown, Kick and it. go for two. And by the yeah. way, what did Seattle not get after the touchdown? Yep. The two-point conversion. Right, right. Exactly. Asinine. Exactly. It's the picture of trying to be too smart for the room. No doubt. Kick the field goal, go up eight, and at worst, you're in overtime. Yeah. I mean, Russell Russell Wilson has turned into Tom Brady now. (laughs) Tom Brady forgot what What down it was was on Thursday night. Russell Wilson has 34 comebacks. Um, eh, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Even though Seattle has won their last two games when they shouldn't have won the last two games. Um, I, I do love the Bucks. I think the Bucks are going to get better, but I, I think Seattle, Seattle, I, I think is going to get its second win. And right now, they're the only five and O team in the National Football League. Yeah, they are. They are. Of course. Um, so uh, Green let, Bay had let's the week go off. to three. Yeah. And let, you got a feel for Dak Prescott, and I know you've been talking yeah. about this too. Yeah. I mean, anytime your foot is pointed one way and your leg is pointed the other, I mean, come on. Are you serious? You're that that it was, was a cramp. That was. Shoes coming off. Oh, gosh, that was ugly. Cowboys come back. Thanks to the Red Rocket. They beat the Giants yesterday. What was it, 37 to 34? But what happens now? Like, what happens now? Because Dak Prescott bet on himself, basically, with the help of the Dallas Cowboys. He bet on himself. 
What happens now with no financial security in the future with Dallas? We, we've seen people come back from this injury. It's, you know, it was, it's a terrible fracture. Um, I think that Jerry Jones still pays him. Jerry Jones loves his quarterbacks. He loves the family atmosphere there in Dallas. I still think Jerry pays him. Is it what Dak wanted? Yeah. Maybe a little less, but I still think, I think Dak Prescott's going to be okay. What's he making now? Ooh. Is it 30 plus? Uh, for this so, season, yeah, it was like thirty-four. I want to say off okay, the top 30, of my head. So, so next year, if if he signs that franchise tag again for the second straight year, it would be I, I don't know, roughly thirty-six, thirty-seven. Are you going to pay thirty-seven million dollars to a guy who had such a serious injury last night? I mean, I don't know. There, there are some major decisions coming Dallas's way, and some major decisions Dak's way. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I think his future is in jeopardy as a Dallas Cowboy. And again, um, guys have come back from this particular injury, which is a very good sign for Dak Prescott. But, uh, you know, um, you know th- those last impressions are very powerful. And that last impression of Dak Prescott uh, literally crying, being carted off the, the, yeah, uh, the field in Dallas, it, was. It, it, was, it was sad. It was just sad. You hope he's able to come back and be Dak Prescott again because you look at his numbers. This year. He was on. Holy cow. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're losing a lot of games, but he's putting up a ton of numbers. Unbelievable. It was unbelievable. Yeah. 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 So, Dak is three. Uh, four on my list is is the Atlanta Falcons. They finally Goodbye, make Quinn. the move. Right? Right? They finally make the move that I think they should have made last year. They get rid of their head coach, uh, Dan Quinn. Uh, I could have made that case last year. You dropped to 0-4, though, yesterday as you snatch another loss from the jaws of victory against the Carolina Panthers. He was in his sixth season. He finishes at 43-42. and You can't hold leads each and every week, and eventually that's going to catch up to you and it did. as a head coach, and it did. And Thomas Dimitrov goes, too. And he goes, too, yeah. Rich McKay is going to pick the next co- next coach. Yeah, for the Falcons. I mean, it's a story that we wrote weeks ago and yep. finally now got printed. Yeah, and number five, um, somebody finally beat the Kansas City Chiefs. There you go, Las Vegas. Yep. Derek Carr, the Derek Carr Revenge Bleep You Tour yep. uh, stopped in KC and got a win. Yep. Yep, big win for Derek Carr yesterday. He outplayed Patrick Mahomes yesterday at Arrowhead Stadium. Um, he exercised some of those demons, did Derek Carr. I think he had a, a seven-game losing streak uh, right. at Kansas City. Um, he hasn't been able to win there. So at the very least, even though I think the Chiefs will be there in the end, sure. at the very least, that aura of invincibility about the Kansas City Chiefs is tarnished just a little bit. Yeah, and in back-to-back games, the offense has looked a little off. Of course, against New England, and then in this game, they're just missing a little bit. And they're missing some guys, I get it, but they just have not quite looked the same. It's not making me think any less of Kansas City, but for the Raiders. Uh, Derek Carr, that's a big win for Derek Carr. A big win for John Gruden. No doubt, no doubt. Scotty, man, I always look forward to this. Um, Hopefully, we have a good weekend. I'm looking forward Ooh, to it. Oh, I cannot wait, Nikki Football. Don't trip going down the aisle, okay, right. buddy? We won't talk next week, of course. I'll be out. We'll talk right. the week after, man. Appreciate you it. You bet. All right, Nick. Thanks. All right. We're live, local, and loud. Now, now the three big things you need to know. Three. Three. A reward is now being offered for information leading to an arrest in the shooting of teenagers this weekend at a wedding in Orange County. You can get all the info in the WDBO app. The Senate Judiciary Committee will resume its Supreme Court confirmation hearing of Judge Amy Coney Barrett tomorrow morning. I have been nominated to fill Justice Ginsburg's seat, but no one will ever take her place. 
President Trump held a rally at the Orlando Sanford International Airport tonight. It's great to be back in my home state, Florida, to make my official return to the campaign trail. His first official rally since recovering from the coronavirus. This is WDBO 107.3 FM and AM 580, Orlando's news and talk. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger. For the ones who get it done.